0: Exodus chapter 6. But the Lord said to Moses, Now you shall see what I will do to Pharaoh, for with a strong hand he will send them out, and with a strong hand he will drive them out of his land. God spoke to Moses and said to him, I am the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as God Almighty. But by my name, the Lord, Yahweh, I did not make myself known to them. I also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land which they lived as sojourners, And moreover, I've heard the groaning of the people of Israel, whom the Egyptians sold as slaves, and I have remembered my covenant. Say therefore to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, Yahweh, and I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians and I will deliver you from slavery to them, and I will redeem you with an outstretched arm and with great acts of judgment. And I will take you to be my people, and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord your God who has brought you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians." I will bring you into the land that I swore to give to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and I will give it to you for a possession. I am the Lord. And Moses spoke thus to the people of Israel, but they did not listen to Moses because of their broken spirit and their harsh slavery. So the Lord said to Moses, Go in, tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, to let the people of Israel go out of this land. But Moses said to the Lord, Behold, the people of Israel have not listened to me. How then shall Pharaoh listen to me? For I am of uncircumcised lips. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, and gave them a charge about the people of Israel and about Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to bring the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt. I'm just going to jump ahead to verse 28 because there's lots and lots of names I don't want to read. (laughs) But I will explain about the names briefly later. But in verse 28, on the day when the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, the Lord said to Moses, I am the Lord, tell Pharaoh, king of Egypt, all that I say to you. But Moses said to the Lord, behold, I am of uncircumcised lips. How will Pharaoh listen to me? We'll pause that for a minute because we're going to... uh, look at that part of the Bible but the children are going to go to their parents. It is lovely to see children running out with great enthusiasm. I'm afraid the bad news is that we will give them back to you at the end of the evening. Now let me ask you this question as we start. we prayed, we read the Bible. Here's the question. How does the Bible help us to cope with normal life in London? Now, let me ask you what's in your mind at the moment if you're like any other Londoner it's likely that you have on your mind how much money will I need to live on or it may be that many people in London who might just have got bad news from their doctor I've got cancer and so the worry at the moment is well how will I cope with my sickness. And other people might come into a church with worries about relationships on their minds, maybe a fallout. And so we come to church and we say, right, okay, I hope church this evening will give me some answers to these questions. And what happens? We read a story about a man who lived nearly 3,000 years ago in a completely different country how is that going to help us with our questions in London? and we wonder whether it was sensible coming here because we've got this longer story how does that help us with life today in the fastest moving capital in the world? well we're going to see that the Bible answer is going to be found in what happened to men, Moses, Pharaoh? Because the Bible answers the questions that we want to ask in London. Underneath our worries about money, about sickness, about being loved, Is really a bigger concern. Where can I put my confidence in? How can I get rid of my worries? And the Bible comes up and introduces us to a God who is so great that although we may not have the answer in money in health, in relationships we will have all our answers trusting in the greatness and goodness of this God that we are going to be reading about tonight. So I only have one lesson to learn and to teach and that is that the God of the Bible likes the impossible to show his love for his people. Okay? The God of the Bible likes the impossible. To do the impossible, to show his love for his people. Let's start with that man, Pharaoh. He is the king of Egypt. He is the most powerful man in the world. And Moses dares to tell him, in chapter 5, verse 1, that God has a message for him to let his people go. Hannah brought it out very helpfully for us in the children's slot. Moses down there, Pharaoh up here, giving him an order. And no one gives Pharaoh orders. He is too big, he is too important, he is too Powerful. Now, God has already told Moses that Pharaoh will say no. Chapter 3, verse 19. And God says to Moses, But I know that the king of Egypt will not let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand. So this king of Egypt is going to feel God's mighty hand on him. And chapter 5 is there in the Bible to tell us just how determined Pharaoh is not to listen, not to obey, not to let God's people go. And chapter 5, when Pharaoh says no, it is a very big no, because let me tell you, Pharaoh is the most powerful man in the world, not just at that time. But this Pharaoh in the Bible stands out as the most important person of all time. He's not just a little tin-pot ruler and one day a bigger tin-pot ruler will come and get rid of him. A bit like the Shah of Iran is there and then Ayatollah Khomeini comes and asks him and his bigger ruler. No. No man, no ruler is going to move Pharaoh out of the way. Only God's mighty hand is going to get him out. And that is why God says in chapter 3 verse 19, I will bring him out. He will let you go unless compelled by a mighty hand. This Pharaoh is going to know God's mighty hand... Showing us that he is not as mighty as he thinks, that there is someone mightier. But he is up against Moses, who is the weakest man. And he is really the last one to make anything happen because he can't even get his own people to listen in chapter 6 verse 9 Moses spoke to the people of Israel but they wouldn't listen to Moses so Moses has absolutely no confidence if you look at verse 12 he says Behold the people of Israel have not listened to me how then shall Pharaoh listen to me? And like most of us, when we are discouraged by something, we internalize, we think we are rubbish, we think we are useless. And Moses says, I'm a man of, I, I can't speak. I'm just no good at all. I cannot do anything. But while Pharaoh will discover God's mighty hand, you know what Moses will discover in verse 3? He is going to discover God's name. And that's interesting because what we're being told is he will get to know God in new ways that Abraham, Isaac and Jacob did not know him. So in chapter 3, I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac and to Jacob as God Almighty now you can be a cheat if you don't know Hebrew look at the bottom of our English Bible and you will see God Almighty means El Shaddai and El Shaddai is God who is mighty who provides and they knew that much about God which is not much compared to what Moses will find out you will get to know me by my name Yahweh, and the whole understanding of the Hebrew word Yahweh takes the understanding about God to a whole new level. Yes, that word Yahweh was mentioned before Moses. You could read about it in Exodus, uh, in, in Genesis chapter two, verse four. the the name is there but the experience of God and what he is like that is going to be taken to a whole new level with Moses when he understands what God is going to do next and how he's going to take away his people from slavery and so interestingly although Moses was told God's name is Yahweh in chapter 3. When he gets to chapter 6, verse 7, God says something unusual, unexpected. You would expect him to say, So you have known me as Yahweh, because that's way back in chapter 3. But instead, in chapter 6, verse 7, he says, I will take you to be your people to be my people and I will be your God and you shall know that I'm Yahweh in other words you don't really know what I'm like yet but you shall and as you understand this God you then understand what it means to have Yahweh as your God because it means this that he will be your God and you will be his people. That is the big discovery. That from now on is going to be the precious discovery again and again in the Bible. If you're someone who... Uh, likes taking notes I'll tell you where else you can find this it's again again it's in Leviticus chapter 26 verse 12 it's in Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 23 it's in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 28 and ultimately in the last book of the Bible in Revelation chapter 21 verse 3 it says this A loud voice from the throne saying, "Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man." Now, here's the thing: He will dwell with them, and they will be His people, and God Himself will be with them as their God. Now, the big discovery of God is not just something on a page in the Bible. The big discovery of God is in real life, as he works out in your future, you will discover how big, how important it is that he is your God and that you are one of his people and that is a discovery that is something that grows. You will you may know that already in part but that understanding one day when you finally get into his kingdom you will see what an immense thing it is to have this God as your God and for you to be counted as one of his people it is a huge privilege it is our ultimate security and this week one Moses will know how he will be part of God's people and God will be his God. And he will know what it ultimately is going to mean to belong to him. And I think that is why you have those names in verse 14 onwards. Again, I won't read them all together, but I'll just try and explain them like this. Abraham had a son called Isaac. Isaac had two sons, Jacob and Esau, Jacob had 12 sons now when you get to that list you get the first son mentioned in verse 14 Simeon and his children and then you get the next son mentioned Reuben Uh, 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 sorry the first one is uh, is is Reuben the second one in uh, verse uh, 15 is Simeon and you find out about his children And then you get to Levi, and then you get his children, his grandchildren, his whole family line. No one knows about the rest of them, they're not mentioned, but everything is down to Levi. And ultimately from Levi's family, down, 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 down the line comes Moses. In other words, yes he may be weak, yes you may not think that he can deliver the goods, But he is part of God's promise to his people. And therefore, uh, that is uh, what uh, will lead to the discovery of an even greater God than they might have understood so far. I'm the God who takes weak people, or the weakest people, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Now you watch what happens. Well, what can we learn from these things? Maybe if you're someone who's uh, new to Christianity, and you're uh, not perhaps yet Christian, it might just be helpful to see how easy it is to get asked London questions security. How can I look after myself? How can I feel safe and secure? The London way, which is to get the money, to stand in good health, and to have many relationships. Well, Farah had all those things. But let me tell you, they don't really give you anything if God's hand is against you and in the end your life is empty and your future is completely destroyed. The only way you can find security is to become one of God's people there really is no other way for anyone to know security but to become part of God's people and to know God is our God and we are his people. That is the only security. But you can go through all the London questions and live with them with that security. And so the invitation tonight to you, if you're here as not as someone who's not a Christian, or if you are listening to this on our website ask now that God would graciously accept you into one of his people that he might be your God and that you might be one of his own what happens if you're someone who's been to church a bit and it is easy isn't it to think well we are more like Moses than we are like Pharaoh but In many ways, to look for our security in the same way as anyone else, which is to say, well, what really matters to me is making ends meet, is making sure that I have more and more money for my family to be more and more secure. And I can look into those places for uh, my security and uh, my confidence. And again, the Bible comes and tells us tonight that in a sense is a bit like Moses wanting the life in Egypt to just get a bit easier. Whereas God had promised a whole new life to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in verse 4. And he said, I have given them the land, another land in which they have lived as sojourners, as strangers, and now their family their future, is going to be in that land. Now, my friends, I don't know if you've thought about it, but if you're a Christian today, you're very much like Moses and Isaac and Jacob. In a sense, you're in the land, you're walking around in the place, but do you realise that actually this land that you're walking on, this new heaven and new earth, one day will be yours? You're just here as a sort of, you know, tried out, first time round. But ultimately, your future is going to be inheriting the earth. This is your home, ultimately, in its new perfect state, the new heavens, the new earth that God's going to bring. And you're a bit like Moser, you're just walking okay. around here at the moment, all all this is going to be yours so therefore we don't need to to want all of that now the health and the wealth and the prosperity that Londoners would love and which many churches in London would still want to offer is to misjudge the future it will be yours, health, wealth and prosperity is our gospel, it's just that it is not ours while we're here, we're here like Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. But honestly, you have got this future and we need to look there for our security as well. And then if you are a real believer, well the Bible answers our desire for our security by telling us very simply this. That you may be the weakest person, but don't think that you need to cling to what everybody else wants to cling to to make you strong. You may be the weakest person, but God has made a promise to you if you are one of His own. I will be your God, you will be my people. There may be things that you don't have at the moment, and you might feel very weak at the moment. But let your confidence not rest on the things that you can look to and maybe bank with to give you security. Look, put your confidence in this great promise and truth of God that he is your God, you are one of his people, and see how the road develops and uh, leads where it leads just trust him at the end of this chapter Moses is still weak, he doesn't suddenly feel strong, it may be that as you leave church today, you might still feel weak, with many things that you would love to have still missing but the word in church is this that as you go out that door, you can go out with new confidence and a new message from God to you tonight that if you belong to Jesus weak as you are he is your God you will be his people and God will take the most impossible situations to show you how great it is to have that promise let me pray after you've prayed so what normally happens is i give you a minute you pray quietly i then pray and then we have some questions and answers or just questions and questions if i can't come up with the answers let's first pray and then we'll come to that We've had our minutes, so let me pray. Our great God who loves to do the impossible, please show those who oppose you something of your great hand, that they might see uh, that you are greater and humble themselves before you. And please show your people more of your love, that we might live confidently as those who know you that you are our God and that we are your people and that in that confidence we bring others to the safety of belonging to you as well and we pray that for the glory of your name Amen Amen.